بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسل الله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا فأما بعد فقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم استقوا الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدع وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار My dear brothers and sisters and elders we I am going to conclude the series of khutab that we were doing on how to be positive in challenging times we left last week with mentioning the importance of education and by education i don't mean anything that goes by the title of education but the right education but before i go there let me ask you a question my question is what is your dream for your child how many of you are surprised by this question how many of you have thought about this and have it written down how many of you have shared your dream with your child about whom you dreamt and what did the child say believe me my brothers and sisters raising children is a lot more than paying bills it's not an unconscious process that will somehow happen as long as you keep earning money it takes thought time effort energy patience and tears before allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the dead of the night when everyone is fast asleep how many of you want your children to make dua for you in tahajjud after you are gone how many of you made dua for your children in tahajjud today one is the product of the other make no mistake we spoke about the importance of changing the way we educate our children it's a great tragedy that we who led the world in the field of education for centuries blindly copied the system that the industrial revolution bequeathed us with interestingly there is no difference between how children are taught 
in our secular or religious schools. No difference. The only difference is in the books. That's it. Methodology, everything else is the same, which makes it even more ridiculous. Firstly, let us see what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu said about education and what it should achieve and how to do it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ إِنَّ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَاخْتِلَافِ اللَّيْلِ وَالنَّهَارِ لَآيَاتٍ لِأُولِي الْأَلْبَابِ الَّذِينَ يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهَ قِيَامًا وَقُعُودًا وَعَلَى جُنُوبِهِمْ وَيَتَفَكَّرُونَ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ رَبَّنَا مَا خَلَقْتَ هَذَا بَاطِلًا سُبْحَانَكَ سُبْحَانَكَ فَقِنَا ظَبَنَّرْ In Surah Al-Imran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Verily, in the creation of the heavens and the earth, and in the alternation of the night and day, there are indeed signs for people of understanding. For intelligent people, educated people, people of understanding. Who are they? Allah said, they are those who remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala constantly standing, sitting and lying down on their sides and think deeply and think deeply about the creation of the heavens and the earth. And they say, our Rabb, you have not created all of this in vain. You've not created all of this without a purpose. Glory be to you. Exalted are you above all that they associate with you as partners. Give us salvation from the torment of the fire. In this ayah, the key word is the wow, is the and. يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهَ قِيَامًا وَقْعُودًا وَعَلَىٰ جُنُوبِهِمْ وَيَتَفَكَّرُونَ فِي خَلْقِ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ If I were to write this whole thing as a sentence in Arabic language and substitute the wow with aw, if I were to substitute the and with or, in terms of the grammar, in terms of a sentence, it would be perfectly correct. If I were to say, for example, Grammatically speaking, this sentence is perfectly correct. But that is not the ayat of the Quran. The ayat of the Quran is what? Why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying this? What is the importance of this and? This whole ayah, the key is this. And instead of or. Second key is the sequence of it. Again, to give you an example, if I were to say, الَّذِينَ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ فِي خَلْقِ سَمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَيَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهَ قِيَامًا وَقُودًا وَعَلَىٰ جُنُوبِهِمْ Again, this would be grammatically correct whether I said it with the and or the or or the or. The or. But the sequence is reversed. Allah is saying intelligent people, people of understanding are those who first recognize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu sequence, who first recognize Allah, who remember Allah. What does it mean remembering Allah, not counting beads? Remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala means in everything I say, in everything I do, I understand and remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there. Allah is 
seeing me, listening to me, he knows what's in my heart and all of this is happening real time. So therefore, everything I say, I ask myself a question before I speak, say, will Allah be pleased with this? Everything I do, I ask a question to myself before I do that, will Allah be pleased with this? That is the meaning of zikrullah. It's not counting the number of times you say something. To remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in every aspect of my life. To do that first, to recognize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the heart is filled with the glory and majesty of Allah jalla jalla With khashiyatullah. And then I research. Then I do voyages of discovery. Then I open doors of science where doors have not been opened before. Then I investigate. And then I go deeply into the creation of the heavens and the earth. Yeah, the beauty of the Quran. Just one word, two words. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala encompasses every form of discovery and science that exists and can exist till the end of time. This doesn't need to change. Will is true and will remain true till the day of judgment. No matter what happens in the world of science, everything will come into that. There is nothing else. And what is the result of following this sequence and combining and keeping these two together? رَبَّنَا مَا خَلَقُتَ هَذَا بَاتِلًا سُبْحَانَكَ سُبْحَانَكَ فَقِنَا عَذَابَ النَّارِ The person spontaneously جسے ہم اردو میں کہتے ہیں بے تحاشا spontaneously he says oh my رب جل جلالو you have not created this for nothing. You have not created this in vain. You are perfect. You are pure. You are glorious. You are magnificent. Save me from the hellfire. He's thinking now of the Akhirah. This is what education must achieve. When we reverse it, when we go into the creation without understanding and having any connection with the creator, we create atheists. We create people who are highly intelligent, but they ask the most dumb question that I have ever, that I have ever encountered, which is, they say it just happened. Just happened. My brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us to look at his signs in his creation and through them reflect on his glory and magnificence. The Quran al-Karim is a book of signs, ayat, not science. I am not among those who try to prove the veracity and truth of the Quran by quoting ayat that relate to scientific matters. That's a bit of a slippery slope because what we call science is human knowledge until today. There's nothing to say that this will not or cannot change tomorrow. 
The difference between revealed knowledge and science is that revelation is good for all time, whereas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens new vistas of appreciation to scientists all the time. So theories change. For example, one of the most quoted theories in the religious context is the Big Bang Theory, which as I speak is being questioned and refuted. From a scientific perspective, this is entirely possible and welcome. That is what science is supposed to do. That's what develop, development is all about. But if you had been building your argument of the truth of the Quran based on this theory, your foundation will soon be demolished. And that is why we look at what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Quran about his creation as signs pointing to his glory and majesty. So what must change in the way we educate? Frankly, if you ask me everything, we need to wipe the slate clean and rewrite our destiny. As I mentioned last week, we are not talking about tweaking a train factory to make planes. We are talking about building a plane factory. There's no similarity between the two. And that's why I began by asking you, what is your dream for your child? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed us a model which I call integrated education. Integrating Islamic theology with the so-called secular subjects. I say so-called because all knowledge is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so the term secular knowledge is an oxymoron from an Islamic perspective. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed us how everything is integrated. It is we who created this false division between science and religion, which to me is the root cause of all evil. And it is the root cause of our decline and eclipse of knowledge and our decline from where we used to be. The root cause of all our corruption when we separated Tazkiyah from Ta'alim. When we separated Tazkiyah from Ta'alim, the Noor left the ilm. When we separated purification of the heart and soul from the acquisition of knowledge, the light of guidance stopped shining and only dry words remained. And that is how we lost our position of leadership in the world. Islam is a practice. To benefit from it, we must practice it. We cannot do that wholeheartedly and meaningfully if it doesn't make sense in the context of our modern education. The reason for that is not so much in what we teach, but how we do it. The Quran shows us the way. Integrate. The most important thing in this is the quality of the teachers. Teachers must be people who have the best manners dominated by kindness. Their education must include child psychology. And they must demonstrate kindness in everything they do. It sounds very, I feel stupid saying this, but we have to understand that you cannot beat knowledge into a child. Right? We have to understand this. If you are going to beat children, if you are going to assault children, abuse children in the name of knowledge, 
you are going to achieve one thing very, very well. You know what that is? They will hate that thing which you are teaching them. If you beat them to teach the Quran, I will guarantee you they will hate the Quran. If you beat them to teach them science, they will hate science. Whatever. If that child has to encounter your brutality just because you are physically bigger and stronger, that child is going to hate whatever it is that you were trying to teach the child. So ask yourself, do I want my child to hate Allah? Do I want my child to hate the Quran? Do I want my child to hate Salah? Then please go ahead, do what you do. You will be successful, you are successful. But if that is not your answer, if you say, no, I do not, I want my child to love Allah. I want my child to love the Quran. I want my child to love science. I want my child to love Salah. Then treat those children with respect and love and kindness. You cannot beat knowledge into anybody. أقول قبل هذا استغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم. الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله على آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد قال تعالى إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد. As I mentioned to you, we must change how we teach. Now let me give you an example of that. I'm speaking about integrating knowledge. which is not only Islamic knowledge and science and so on, but also subjects. Integrating chemistry with physics, physics with history, history with social sciences, because that is how world the world is. So don't teach discrete subjects as if they have no relationship with each other, which is exactly how we teach them today. Ask yourself, why don't we teach chemistry of water? with Archimedes principle, which is physics, which is the reason a ship weighing thousands of tons floats on water. And lead from there into the story of the British Empire, which was built on their ability to sail the oceans using navigating equipment, astrolabs and star maps, which Europe got from the Muslims. It's not an accident that 60% of the names of stars are Arabic in origin. Ask why the Arabs and before them the Polynesians and even before them the Greeks and Romans all had ships. But it was not them but the British, the Portuguese and the Spanish who were able to sail across the major oceans and reach the Americas accidentally and China and India and Japan. The reason lies in botany. more than in anything else. It was because they had 
access to coniferous trees in the northern hemisphere, which the Arabs and the Polynesians and others didn't have. And that's why they were able to build ships that could cross the great oceans. It was tall ships that took them across the oceans to colonize, plunder, decimate, enslave populations and enrich their own countries. Pope Nicholas V in the 15th century issued a papal edict called the Doctrine of Discovery, which authorized European Christian nations, and I'm quoting, to invade, capture, vanquish, and subdue all pagans and other enemies of Christ, to reduce their persons to perpetual slavery, and to take away all their possessions and property. End of quote. The ships were the vehicles for the spread of their ideology of military domination of the world. Thanks to botany, history was written. In the eastern white pine tree, right here where we are standing, the English found exactly what they needed to build their clippers and their galleons. Straight, strong and light masts that thanks to the slow growth of the tree were very dense and resistant to decay. Trees that we call the sequoia, the sequoia of the northeast. Trees 150 to 240 feet tall and trunks free of branches to heights of 80 feet or more. Interestingly, this is one of the reasons also for the American War of Independence. It was not only the Boston Tea Party, which is the tax on tea, but because the king, the king of England... He took possession by virtue of dominion, as it is called, of all the trees in America. And they were marked by what was called the king's arrow, which was three slashes with a hatchet. And anyone who cut that tree, and we are talking about now 1700s, was fined 100 pounds. Right? That's probably like a million dollar fine or something. So now do you see how we can teach botany, history, chemistry, physics and the principles of leadership all while telling a very interesting true story. And this must be taught in reference to the one who created the trees, the oceans and those who used, to, used one to sail on the other. And that is how we see the signs of Allah Jalla Jalaluhu in his creation. Now add to this Trips to the sea, sailing, praying on board ship, learning principles of tahara, wudu and ghusl, finding the direction of the qibla using a marine chronometer, deep sea fishing, visit shipyards that build sailing ships. There are, they, they do that in this country. And shipyards that build modern ships and submarines. There's one right here in New London, which allows tours. Right through all this, the children will create and present their projects on topics they choose based on what they are learning. The focus is always on practical application of knowledge with the intention to open doors to further inquiry, support questioning and critical analysis and dissent. Daily prizes, daily prizes given for best question, not best answer. Best question. And what's the best question? Definition of best question? The one that nobody had an answer to that day.
with the responsibility of course to try to find an answer in due course my brothers and sisters this is what education must do it must focus on problem solving creativity questioning use imagination and creativity in the meaning of uh, for the means of achieving it it must be rooted in action interacting with neighbors scientists technologists philosophers nurses doctors police government astronauts in the international space station anyone in society technology has given us access to doing all of this and more learning impacting and leading and that is why the way we educate must change that is our challenge and on it depends our success in both worlds ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu to help us to achieve what he sent us to achieve ask allah to help us to find the reason as somebody said there are you have two birthdays the day you are born and the day you realize why and i think that second birthday doesn't come for a lot of us so ask yourself why do you exist for what when you are gone what is the hole that will be left there and i'm not talking about my wife will be sad no and that's your assumption we don't actually know that the key thing is to understand why do i exist to do what and then to start doing it that is why we are here in this world ask allah jalla jalaluhu to fill your lives with khair and baraka to make your difficulties easy to remove those difficulties to provide you from sources that you cannot imagine i ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect you from every evil that you know and you don't know i ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cure all those who are sick irrespective of what their sickness is especially our brother zahir uh, our son of uh, our brother abdul awal we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cure him completely and totally bring him make him 100% healthy bring him back home we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu to forgive all those who have passed away i always make dua i say allah forgive every muslim who died till today and every muslim who will die from today until the day of judgment and fill their qabr qubur with noor and make them immune to and forbid on them all azab al qabr ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant all of you and all the muslims shade under his arsh on the day when there will be no shade and when i make this dua i say ya allah your arsh is so big that we can't even describe and this earth is less than a grain of sand on a beach how much shade do we need under your arsh so give it to us give it to all of us not because we deserve it but because you are the one who can give it allahumma innaka afuwun karim tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anna allahumma innaka afuwun tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anna allahumma innaka afuwun tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anna rabbana faghfir lana dhunubana wa kaffir anna sayyi'atina wa tawaffana ma'al abrar rabbana atina fid dunya hasanatan wa fil akhirati hasanatan wa qina adhab an-nar amin ya rabbal alamin ya ibadallah rahimakumullah inna allah ya'muru bil 'adli wal ihsan wa ita'i zil qurba wa yanha 'anil fahsha'i wal munkari wal baghi ya'izukum la'allakum tadhakkarun udhkurullaha yadhkurkum 
عضو يستجيب لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر ولا حيال ما تسنون أقيم السلام